Know the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MB Now. And here are your news on web. Senator Emmanuel Manny Pacquiao accepted President Rodrigo Roa Duterte's dare and declared the Department of Health as one of the government agencies that reeks of corruption in the current administration. Pacquiao on Tuesday, June 29, disclosed in a statement after absorbing Duterte's tirade and threat to campaign against him in the 2022 national elections if he fails to name corrupt agencies. The Philippines boxing icon turned politician said the president himself publicly admitted the growing corruption under his watch during a speech last October 27, 2020. Pacquiao specifically mentioned the DOH, an agency that is now at the forefront of the government's fight against COVID-19 pandemic. Though Pacquiao has yet to announce his political plans for the upcoming May 2022 polls, his name has been floated as a possible presidential contender in next year's presidential elections. Two colleagues in the Senate, Senate President Vicente Soto III and Senator Panfilo Lacson, have said he is interested to run for the post in the coming elections. A palace official, however, said Duterte is reportedly grooming his daughter, Davao City Mayor Sara Duterte Carpio, to succeed him as president while he is considering running for vice president. Both Pacquiao and Duterte are stalwarts of the Partido ng Democraticong Pilipino Laban or PDP Laban as part president and chairman respectively. The Department of Health said it is ready for any investigation with regards to alleged corruption within the agency. In a statement on Tuesday night, June 29, the DOH said it has always been transparent and cooperative to auditing efforts within the government. Health Secretary Francisco Duque III said that they are disheartened by these baseless accusations from government officials and they will submit themselves to inquiries from legislators as part of the checks and balances in the government. Duque reiterated that he has always been a champion of good governance and DOH has always been transparent with regard to the agency's fund utilization. The DOH also expressed readiness to show the necessary documents on where the loans for vaccines have gone. The agency also said that it has to rationally use its fund to continuously implement the universal health care law as well as to ensure unhampered delivery of health services while responding to the COVID-19 pandemic to provide better health outcomes for Filipinos. The pandemic is not over yet as a nation. We have only one goal, and that is to knock out COVID-19, the health chief said. Pope Francis has expressed sadness over the death of former President Benigno Aquino III. In a telegram addressed to President Duterte, the pontiff also conveyed his heartfelt condolences to the people of the Philippines over Aquino's passing. 
His full message as posted by CBCP News is as follows. Saddened to learn of the death of former President Benigno Simeon C. Aquino III, I extend my heartfelt condolences to the people of the Philippines. Recalling the late President's service to the nation, I commend his soul into the hands of the all-merciful God. Upon his family and all who mourn his passing, I invoke abundant consolation and peace in the Lord. The Pope visited the country in 2015 during the term of Aquino. Aquino died on June 24 due to renal failure secondary to diabetes. Here is a roundup of news in and around Metro Manila. Let's watch these reports. Two alleged fixers will be sued by the local government of Pasig City for selling vaccination slots to residents, according to Mayor Vico Soto. The local chief said Tuesday that one of two individuals they identified was a profiler in one of the city's vaccination teams. Soto believes that there are more fixers in the city who are extorting money from individuals who want to be inoculated against COVID-19. The mayor said they are looking for evidence and witnesses against the other vaccination fixers in Pasig City. The vaccine recipient in the viral video had asked the local government unit of Makati City not to give the volunteer nurse severe punishment for not being able to administer the COVID-19 vaccine, according to Mayor Abigail Abibinay. The mayor said that the nurse and the vaccine recipient in the viral butch vaccination video have already talked and the nurse had apologized to her. Binay said she feels sorry for the volunteer nurse who was just waiting for her deployment overseas. Although the volunteer nurse just started her duty at the vaccination site, Binay said that she underwent training. On on June 29, the mayor appealed for the understanding of the public, saying that what happened was unintentional and assured that it will never happen again. The Hospital ng Maynila now has a technology that can help patients who are physically challenged or have neurological disorder in their recovery. In partnership with Robocare Solution Incorporated, the local government of Manila rented six units of the hybrid assistive limb, the world's first wearable cyborg-type robot. The launch of the robotic rehabilitation technology in the Hospital ng Maynila is part of the city government's robotic rehab program which is inaugurated on June 29. Manila Mayor Francisco Escomoreno Dumagoso attended the inauguration. HAL will be offered for free for patients of Hospital ng Maynila. And now let's take a look at the latest news in other parts of the country and here are the details. A total of 60,222 frontline healthcare workers in the Ilocos region have been fully inoculated against coronavirus disease as of June 29 according to the Department of Health. The DOH Center for Health Development in Region 1 said some 84,591 frontline healthcare workers have received their first dose of COVID-19 vaccine. Meanwhile, around 110,176 senior citizens in the region have been immunized with the first dose and 17,333 have been fully vaccinated under the A2 category. Under the A3 category or persons with comorbidity, some 44,551 have been vaccinated with the first dose and 1,691 have received their second dose. A student who has been making portraits using leaves during the lockdown has created a leaf art to pay tribute to the late former President Benigno Simeon Noynoy Aquino III. 
Ryan Rio Legatub Managaysay, a 22-year-old student of Samar State University from Tarangan, Samar, used a medical fern called Salikupkup leaves, also known as basket fern in English, to create the leaf art for Pinoy with his parents, former President Corazon Aquino and the late Senator Benigno Simeon Aquino Jr. He said he wanted to pay tribute to the former president for the great things he has done for the country. His artworks include portraits of Pope Francis, President Rodrigo Duterte, Senator Manny Pacquiao, and Mayor Isco Moreno, among others. He would regularly be commissioned to create art pieces that helps augment their family's income. The local government of Davao will collect a bicycle registration fee of 25 pesos, renewable after three years from bicycle owners, once the City Council of Davao approves the proposed amendments of the 2010 Bicycle Ordinance. The Davao City Government Council agreed to the imposition of minimal registration fee during committee hearings and also for review and harmonization with the Comprehensive Transportation and Traffic Code of the city. In June 2020, Mayor Sara Duterte ordered the temporary suspension of bicycle registration and collections of fees due to the conflicting provisions in the existing bicycle ordinance and the traffic code of the city. Here now are the updates from around the world. Let's watch these reports. Phase 1 of two clinical trials of coronavirus COVID-19 vaccine in over 500 children and adolescents suggests two doses of vaccine are safe and generate a strong antibody response, according to a study published Monday in the Lancet Infectious Disease Journal. Chinese researchers conducted randomized double-blind controlled phase one of two clinical trial of the coronavirus COVID-19 vaccine developed by the Chinese pharmaceutical company Sinovac Biotech in more than 500 healthy children and adolescents aged 3 to 17 in China. The results show that more than 96% of children and adolescents who received two doses of the vaccine in trial developed antibodies against the novel coronavirus. New Zealand will resume the quarantine-free travel bubble with some Australian states from Sunday after Wellington relaxes COVID-19 restrictions on Tuesday night. The capital will move back down to alert level 1 from midnight on Tuesday due to zero community transmission found after COVID-19 alert move up to level 2 about a week ago according to Director General of Health Ashley Bloomfield. The raising of alert level on Wednesday was due to a Sydney tourist who visited Wellington between June 18 and 21 and tested positive for more infectious Delta variant of COVID-19 upon returning to Australia. Under alert level 2, any mass gathering are prohibited and limited to 100 people. Facial masks are mandatory on public transport. Canada was bracing Monday for its highest ever temperature as countries west and swathes of the United States baked in an unprecedented heat wave, forcing schools and COVID-19 vaccination clinics to close and the postponement of an Olympic athletics qualifying event. Temperatures have soared well above seasonal averages from the U.S. state of Oregon and Canada's Arctic territories, with forecasters warning of wars to come. But a bear and her two cubs pay a visit to a swimming pool of a resident in Coquitlam, British Columbia, as a quick remedy in getting rid of heat wave that is going on in Canada. And now for the latest in showbiz, let's watch this. Korean actress Son Ye Jin, who starred in the hit series Crash Landing on You, has been cast in a new drama. 
It was announced that Son Yejin has agreed to star in the drama entitled 39, her comeback work on Korean TV channel JTBC, three years after Something in the Rain in 2018. 39 is a 12-episode miniseries about romance that deals with deep stories of friendship, love, and life of three friends who are turning 40. It will start filming in August after the rest of the cast have been confirmed. Son Yejin's popularity further rose when she starred in Crash Landing on You, which became the third highest-rated drama on Korean cable TV. And here are the latest from Manila Bulletin Sports section. Let's check this out. Gilas Pilipinas coach Tab Baldwin said the team elected to keep Dwight Ramos in the 12-man roster with the expectation that he would recover in time for the FIBA Olympic qualifying tournament in Belgrade, Serbia. Baldwin has ruled out the chances of Ramos to suit up for the two Group A matches against host Serbia and the Dominican Republic after suffering a groin injury during Gilas' second win over South Korea in the FIBA Asia Cup qualifiers in Pampanga. Ramos' injury left many to wonder why the Gilas coaching staff opted not to replace him, but Baldwin said there was a belief that Ramos' injury will heal up before the Olympic qualifying tournament. The Gilas Filipinas will square off with Serbia on July 2, Friday at 2.15 a.m. Manila time. In today's Tech Talk, the Manila Bulletin Tech Lab team was able to test run two new projectors that is built for productivity and entertainment. Let's watch this. When you talk about projectors, you picture that box with light that has to be placed somewhere in the middle or if not in the end of the room for it to be able to project images well. In today's episode of Tech Talk, we have two projectors that works near the projection screen. Meet Epson's two newest projectors, the Epson EB725WI and the Epson EHLS300B. Both save space as it not only projects images, it also has built-in speakers. But it doesn't stop there. The Epson EB725WI is actually built for productivity. With its laser light source, you will enjoy great cost savings with its extended maintenance cycle and without the need to replace the projector's lamp. Apart from that, it is actually interactive. With its interactive pen, you can scribble notes onto the projected image as if it is a whiteboard. It also has a figure touch unit that you can buy separately so that you can use your fingertips in controlling and scribbling notes in your projected images. With its 4000 lumens brightness, the EV725WI projects well even in well-lit rooms. In terms of connectivity, you can use the traditional HDMI cable to connect your laptop. But if you want to make things a lot easier, you can opt to use its wireless or LAN connection. This way, you need not bring your laptop close to the projector. The Epson EHLS300B, on the other hand, is built for entertainment. This laser projection TV utilizes an advanced ultra-short throw design and equipped with sound by Yamaha. 
it has a built-in Android TV with wireless connectivity that gives you seamless access to popular streaming services such as YouTube and Spotify. Its speaker, specially made by Yamaha, its unique 2.1 sound system delivers a true audiophile performance and it is designed within a custom 3D acoustic enclosure with two high-end Yamaha drivers and a dedicated woofer that is powered by a discrete amplifier and tuned using Yamaha's latest audio engine DSP technology to produce an impressive sound that rivals dedicated high-end audio systems and soundbars. You can also use the Epson ehls 300 b for Zoom meetings. Just connect a webcam with a microphone in its USB port and you can instantly join a Zoom meeting. So, whether you need a projector for entertainment or for productivity, projectors such as the Epson EB725WI and the Epson EHLS300B with their latest laser projection technology can surely live up to your high demand. And that is Tech Talk for this week. Join us again next week for more tech updates. Be fully informed. Very interesting indeed. Projectors fit for productivity and entertainment. And those are the news on web today, June 30, 2021. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or you can log on to www.mb.com.ph or you may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza for Manila Bulletin. Join us again tomorrow. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.